Coming live from New Hampshire, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Kevin Palmieri, CFO, founder and co-host of Nest Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,000 episodes reaching over 600,000 people in more than 125 countries. Welcome to the show, Kevin. AJ, thank you for having me. I listened to a couple of episodes and I knew I was going to have to bring the energy to keep up with you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you and welcome to India. And we look forward towards a lot of learning. And as, as the topic says, how to get to the next level in love, life, health and wealth. You have included it all. Mm. And once upon a time, you had it all. <laughs> health, wealth, everything. And then you almost lost it all. And one day, by the side of your bed, you were contemplating something not worth, I would not like to talk about it. it, mm. it uh, you know, it pains me. But do mm. tell us about, about that part of your life and the life that you are living today and the learnings that you are giving to all the people around the world. Absolutely. Take us to the next level university <laughs> and take us, help us get to the next level in life. Absolutely, my friend. Yeah. So to AJ's point, when I was 25, by all outside standards, I had what was quote unquote success. I had a high paying job. I had a beautiful girlfriend. I had a sports car, the body of my dreams, all the things that you could want. And everybody thought I was confident. Everybody thought I was successful. Everybody thought I was happy. But I knew that that wasn't the truth. And eventually one day my girlfriend came to me and she wanted to move across the country from New Hampshire to California and chase her dreams. And I told her she shouldn't do it. I was so scared. I was so afraid that I was going to be left behind that I told her she shouldn't chase her dreams. And now I actually do that for a living, which is interesting. But she ended up leaving me, AJ, and she went and chased her dreams. And that's exactly what she should have done. And that was when I started my self-improvement journey because I felt like it was my fault the relationship failed. It was my fault that I was so afraid, that I was scarce, that I didn't have any confidence. So I really, really started leaning into self-improvement and trying to raise my level of self-awareness. And that next year, work was crazy. I was working in the construction industry and I was traveling all over the place. And I loved it because I wanted to make all the money I could make because I thought money would make me happy and it would make me confident and I assumed more money would be more happiness. And we got to the end of that year, AJ, and I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months. Every single week I was living in hotels, working, traveling, driving 12 hours sometimes, but I didn't care because I enjoyed the money. But I remember I opened my last pay stub of the year and I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. And I had another one of those moments that I had when my girlfriend left of all of this realization and all of this awareness at once. And I realized that the money did not make me any more confident. 
And for most of my life, I had been living unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious was hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. That was where this whole journey started for me. And almost overnight, AJ, I stopped caring about the money. I stopped caring about my job. I wanted to podcast. I was having really impactful conversations with awesome human beings, and I wanted to do more of that. So I lost the love for my job. I didn't care about the money. I didn't want to travel anymore. And I started calling out of work. I would show up late. I'd leave the job site early. And I felt like I couldn't do both. I couldn't do my job and grow the podcast and be this podcaster that I wanted to be. And to your point, AJ, I woke up in a hotel room in New Jersey, which is like six hours from where I lived. It's probably 5.15 in the morning, cold winter morning. I woke up, slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots and I had done this a thousand times before. And the best way to explain it is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time and every single one was on a different station. And one was saying, you're stuck here forever. I know you wanna leave this job, but you can't. You have to stay here. If you do leave, what will your friends think? If you do leave, what will your family think? And if you do leave, do you really think you can be a successful podcaster? And in that moment, I genuinely felt like if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. Now, luckily, my business partner, Alan, was just a message away. I texted him and he really, really helped me out and he gave me perspective and he said, Kev, so much has changed for you over the last few years, but your environments are all the same. I think it's time for you to change your environment. A few months later, I quit my job and I went full time into speaking, podcasting, coaching, and I was very broke. For the first three years, we didn't make any money. I was $35,000 in credit card debt. But eventually, we figured out how to get clients, and we figured out how to impact people at a deeper level, and we figured out how to build a business behind the scenes. And here we are a 1,000 episodes later, and I get to do this every single day, and this is my job, and I'm very blessed. And I try to stay as grateful as humanly possible because, again, at one point, this was all a dream for me, and now I get to live it every single day. Blessed you are, Kevin, and blessed I am to have crossed roads with you and to get a lot of learning from you. You are younger to me, but I am actually learning a lot from you. And not only me, but a lot of people across the world, especially in India, you know, where, you know, there are a lot of problems and there are young people, a lot of growing population and who certainly, you know, want to take your learnings and tips and strategies on how to get to the next level in love, life health and wealth. Mm -hmm. Now, Kevin, two, three things that you talked about in the last five, seven minutes is that uh, to be aware about yourself, you know, to think in the right manner. Secondly, is to have a great friend, uh, you know, Alan, if I, if I remember his name, who could give you the right perspective. And the third thing uh, is that you found the rock bottom, but also understood that there was a basement below that rock bottom. <laughs> Now, not everybody is lucky to find all these things. How would, what would you tell people who are on the edge or people who are not able to, you know, uh, come off the hamster wheel of life uh, to help them come out of their situations? What yeah. would you tell them? One of my favorite questions to raise somebody's level of self-awareness is why? Why is such a powerful question? And that's what I started with. I started by asking myself, why did I think making $100,000 would make all of my problems go away? And then I got an answer of, 
Well, because that's what success is. And why is that my version of success? And I kept digging and digging and digging and digging. So I believe that you have to have the self-awareness to understand why you're in the situation you're in. Maybe when you ask yourself why, you, okay, why am I working at this job that I dislike? Well, I was raised by a family who told me you have to go get this job and this is what you should be doing with your life. Okay, well, why am I still doing that? That's one that's one way or maybe because i have circumstances and i have bills and i need to provide for my family okay that's a whole nother conversation but i think that many of us are acting without understanding how to get to the actual root of our thoughts so in the beginning aj our thoughts were change the way you think change the way you act change the way you live that was my thought process if i change the way I think I can change the way I act. And if I change the way I act, I'll change the way I live. So that's what I would say about the awareness part, particularly. Secondly, when we talk about being stuck or, you know, being trapped on the on the day-to-day -day rat race, hamster wheel, whatever it may be, I believe one of the reasons is because so many people have a community of people around them who are doing the same thing as them. One of the reasons I trusted Alan and I... I reached out to Alan and I valued Alan and I looked up to him is because he was doing something I wanted to do. Alan had already left his job and he was already an entrepreneur. So everybody else was working at jobs that they didn't really enjoy. Alan showed me that, well, it's possible to actually do what I want to do. I think humans have to have three beliefs in order to take a new action. You must believe it is humanly possible. So is it humanly possible for me to start a company? Yes. Is it possible for me? I did not believe it was possible for me, but Alan showed me that it was. And then the last one that a lot of people struggle with, I think, is will it be worth it? Will this whole journey be worth me giving up all my certainty for? So I think that's a, that's a whole nother piece. You have to ask yourself, are the people in my life the best from my past or the best for my future? AJ and I just met, we're both podcasters. So now AJ can say, well, maybe I want to spend more time around Kevin. And I can say, maybe I want to spend more time around AJ because I believe AJ is what's best for my future. Being with podcasters is going to help me in my future. So I just think it's important to revisit our relationships and potentially reset them if necessary. And then to your last point, AJ, I found out that rock bottom has a basement. Yes. When my girlfriend left me, that was me hitting rock bottom and figuring out what am I supposed to do with my life? Me sitting on the edge of that hotel bed was me finding out that rock bottom had a basement. And I think it did something very unique to me. A lot of people have quote unquote midlife crises later in life. I had mine at 26 because when you are debating taking your life, you have a lot of realizations and you have a lot of regrets and you have a lot of I wish or I should have or I could have. I think for me, it gave me the permission to actually set really, really, really large goals. It showed me how finite life really is. It showed me how valuable and fragile life really is. And I understand that's a perspective you get from years later, right? But that was something very important for me. It showed me that I could take a chance and it gave me the permission to actually do it. Right, right. So Kevin, uh, as part of your learning, and if you can share with people, when we talk about, you know, what's, what is it that 
something you wish you knew uh, earlier. You learned a lot of things. A lot of people are in that same stage, maybe in a different situation or different uh, setting, but those learnings will help. What are the things would you like to tell to your younger self or to the people who are at around 25 uh, as to uh, what you yourself wish you should you would have known earlier for the benefit of these people? Yeah, I would say you have to be very so you have to be honest with yourself on two fronts. You have to admit to yourself what you're really, really, really good at. And you have to admit to, to yourself what you're really, really, really not good at. I have seen and I've spoken with and I've coached a lot of different people and we've interviewed a bunch of different people and I've been interviewed a lot. And one of the most common things that I see is people aren't very honest with themselves, whether it's a level of they don't have the awareness to understand or they don't have the confidence to take that kind of truth yet. You have to be very, very, very honest with yourself, because if you're not, you're going to assume you're going to end up somewhere and you're most likely not on target for that. I've had this conversation many times with people where I'll say, do you believe you're on pace for where you want to go? And the person will say, yes, absolutely. And then I say, okay, why? Tell me why you think that. And they don't really know. They say, well, I don't know. I just think I am. You have to, you have to have the self-awareness to understand whether or not you're doing the right things. And many of us don't know what to do. I know when I started podcasting, I had no idea what to do. If you said, are you going to get to your goal? I would have said, I don't, I don't even know if I have a goal. So probably not. But I think it's that level of self-awareness and saying, look, what am I really, really good at? Okay, cool. Let me take ownership of that. Let me have the confidence to own that. What am I what am I really struggling with right now that I can learn? And what is something that I just don't even want to get that good at? I think that's a very important conversation to have, especially early in your life, because you can save yourself a lot of time. You can save yourself a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of pain. That's that's what I would say. I wish I knew that earlier. Because if I knew that earlier, I could have gone and focused more on what I thought I was already good at. Right, right, Kevin. Now, let me talk about, you know, how the present environment is. I get to listen, and you also, I'm sure. A lot of, everywhere you go, on social media, online media, offline media, everybody talks about, you know, there's this word called anxiety, mm -hmm. anxiousness, depression. Now, why is it so prevalent? Why is it everywhere? And is it that people people who are in jobs are in no anxious, are in depression? So many, several of them. People who do not have jobs, they are also facing the same problems. Why is it that we see less number of happy people today? As mm -hmm. you said, you had everything, but still you were not so happy that you know, actually you want it to be. Now, why is it that people, is it because of lack of purpose? Why is it so? I think lack of purpose or a misdirection of understanding of purpose is a big one, but I would probably say, and I don't know, I don't know the study behind it really, but I would probably say social media and overall comparison is a huge reason. I think that Everybody shows their best self on social media and you know how you truly feel. So the contrast is just, 
if I'm crying into a pillow because I'm struggling so bad and I go on social media and see somebody who's living my dream, that's a lot of contrast. And I think, I try to think this way, AJ, 30 years ago, if you wanted to see somebody famous or if you wanted to see somebody living uh, an extravagant life, you had to either turn on the TV or you had to look in a magazine. Right. Now, all you got to do is open your phone and there's this person's on vacation. There's this person in a bikini. There's this person at the beach. There's this person in a mansion. There's this person in a Mercedes. I think what it has done, it is it has really sped up how easy it is to compare to other people and not everybody is okay with where they are. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons, honestly. And I think we live in a place now, in a world now, in an environment now where it's way easier for instant gratification. It's way easier for me to, I mean, I can go on my phone and do anything. I can get food delivered, I can watch porn, I can order drugs, whatever. I can do anything on my phone now. So I think that if you don't have the understanding that I don't need instant gratification, I don't need to seek pleasure every second of every day, I think that's another interesting thing is people think they're gonna find happiness in those kinds of things and they don't and when they don't they don't know where to find happiness and fulfillment so i think it's social media i think technology plays a big part of it and i do think it is if you're not feeling like you're on a mission if you don't feel like you're living a purpose greater than yourself that might be a struggle and i completely understand i again 26 years it took me to figure out what i wanted to do with my life or 25 so i very much understand but what i will say is I have way less, and really, although my life is way harder now than it has ever been in terms of the amount of work I do, I have way less anxiety and way less depression than I ever have. And I do believe it's because I am on a mission that is greater than myself. I think that's part of it. Now, I'm also more financially stable than I've ever been. That helps. We also have a big team. I'm also in a wonderful relationship. So all of those things help, but I think people are... They're searching for fulfillment, but they think it's happiness. Happiness is, this is the example I always use, AJ. Okay. If, if this, this interview goes well, I will be happy, right? If it goes well, I'll be happy. No matter what happens, I am fulfilled during this. Even if it goes horribly wrong, I'm still living in my purpose, doing something I love. That is fulfillment. So I think the difference between happiness and fulfillment is another thing that can help people understand that you know, what they're actually looking for out of life. Right, right, Kevin. Now, two things here. At the age of 25, people, uh, a lot of people are educated and, you know, well-educated also. They've been to good universities, good schools, colleges. Now, is it, is the human mind or all that education so fragile that a social media post from a so-called celebrity or a so-called successful person can dent our minds to push it in push it into anxiety and depression can't our own minds understand like it used to be in earlier days that man this is an advertisement <laughs> so all those successful stories or success stories are also an extension of that mm. why can't we distinguish out of that and after seeing so many so-called successful stories suddenly you know 
going going off the radar and suddenly you come to know the truth why is it that our mind cannot decipher the truth behind those things that are denting us and impacting us so much and secondly so and that is where the next level university comes in because your university education is has, isn't helping you too much <laughs> i would say uh, the it's because if you can't see you don't know how the shows if you can't see that it's advertisement, if you can't see that it's somebody showing the best parts of their life, then it it doesn't really land. And I think the thing too is you can go to the best in the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're becoming fuller. You might be becoming aware, you might be becoming sales aware, becoming medically aware. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're self-aware and you've worked on your own character. You've worked on your own abilities, you've worked on habits, your own consistency, your own vision, your own clarity. I think that's one of the biggest things in the world is going to is wonderful and there's so much education there. But if you're learning about yourself, you're going to have to deal with the same struggles everybody else because self-awareness is such an important piece. And think that, and you probably experienced this to some degree, I've gotten to see behind the curtain. I've seen people that are very, very, very successful. I've seen them behind the scenes, and I've realized, oh, this is just a regular person who has their own problems. They have their own fears. They have right. their own struggles. I think that's one of the best things in the world that can happen. And that's what we try to do on our podcast. Our podcast is heart-driven, but no BS. Heart-driven, I love you and I care about you if you are in our community. No BS, I will tell you the truth. I will tell you the truth of what it's taken for us. I'm not going to tell you it was easy. I'm not going to tell you it just happened and we got lucky. We've worked every single day for that. So I believe that if something really, really, really fires you up and it frustrates you, it's your job to lean into that and try to fix that problem. I think that's one of the ways to find your purpose. What are you very passionate about? What makes you very sad? What makes you very excited? What is a problem that you don't think is getting enough attention in the world? That's one of the reasons we have taken a holistic life, love, health, and wealth approach is because I don't want our listeners just to get financially successful because that's not true success. And I don't want them just to be in really good shape and have their relationships unsuccessful. I think that's the important part. So to your point, AJ, I, I don't necessarily think that the mind is fragile. I just think that it's very hard to decipher reality from advertisement, to your point. And then the second part of, of your question, I, I do believe that that is why we created the podcast, because we want to help people in all facets of life, and we're willing to do that vulnerably and admit, look, I have bad days. I struggle just like anybody else, but we can get a little bit better every day. Right. And the name of your podcast is quite interesting. Next Level University. How did you come to that? And tell us about it. And why did you name that? Anybody could just could have named it on yourself or yeah. your co-host. We, we had a, uh, so it was called the Hyperconscious Podcast. That's what it originally was. It started as the Hyperconscious Podcast. We were... I think we were 450 episodes in and one of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, Evan Carmichael is big in the YouTube space. He's spoken with Tony Robbins and he's very successful in this space. 
He said, you guys are really good interviewers and you're awesome speakers, but I could not remember the name of your show. I don't know the name of your show. And he said, you should change the name. And we were like, no, we are not changing the name. This is going to be the name. And then we thought about it and we said, honestly, he's probably right. We should probably be humble and take this advice. And Alan at the time, Alan and I, we were saying next level a lot. We were, we'd go to a restaurant and we would say, wow, that food was next level or that, that hotel was next level. And then Alan has always wanted to create an online university. That was always kind of his goal. And I said, what if we name it next level university and it'll be like next level you. And then that was, that's kind of how it started for us. It was, we want it to be an online campus where you can come to learn about life, love, health, and wealth. So that really works. That works quite nicely. And yeah, now we're at an interesting place, AJ, where the podcast, we do seven episodes a week. So every single day we do an episode, we want to be in the pockets of our community every single day from anywhere in the world for free. That is our goal. That is why we do it. And then we have a bunch of other parts in the business, whether it's coaching one-on-one -on -one or group coaching or retreats or live events. It really is set up where no matter where you are in your self-improvement journey, we have a place for you. No matter where you are in your financial journey, we have a place for you. No matter where you are overall, there is a place at Next Level U for you. Maybe it's listening to the podcast. Cool. Right? If if you don't have any if you don't have any extra income, I don't know, I don't want you to spend money. Listen to the podcast every single day and that'll be a great start. If it's group coaching, it's a little bit cheaper. So, we have it set up based on value more than anything else. We did not set the business up with how can we make the most amount of money? We set it up with how can we help the most amount of people? And that's the through line of why we do what we do. Right. So how did you work out? Like a podcast is a podcast. You host a podcast and then you, uh, that's it. But you have extended it to, you know, helping people. And you've got a lot of people within your fold and, and build up a community around it. So how does it work? How do people connect with you how do you convince them to be a part of things beyond that podcast mm. it for us it's all about the relationship it, i mean really it's it's more of a i just tried to lead by example and i try to just have real conversations with people and sometimes i'll have a conversation with somebody and and that'll be the end of it other times i have a conversation with somebody and they say hey tell me about your podcast and i tell them and they listen to it it's it's for us, it's about building real relationships with real people. And the truth is our podcast isn't for everybody. Okay. It's not right. It's, it's for people who are focused on self-improvement and they want to get to the next level of their lives. So I believe it's through consistent relationship building. If I reach out to you, AJ, a month from today and say, Hey, I hope you're doing well, my friend, that's, that's not me trying to get anything. It's just me saying, Hey, I hope you're doing well. I was going through my DMS and I saw a message. That's the approach we try to take is we're going to be here no matter what. We're never going to stop. We're going to do an episode every single day. We would love for you to be a part of this awesome culture and this awesome community, because we don't think there's anything like this anywhere else. Maybe now is not the right time. Maybe it is the right time. But I'm just going to say, I hope you have a wonderful day and kind of take it from there. So for us, it's about building relationships. That's really the, the name of the game. And really, I mean, if we're being honest, the people who end up working with us and, and exchanging money are usually the people who have been listening the longest. They started as podcast listeners. 
then they maybe they joined our private Facebook group. Maybe they come to our our free live podcast or our free virtual event. And then they say, you know what? I've gotten a lot of value. I know these guys. I like these guys. I trust these guys. Let me see what it's like with group coaching. Like, what is that like? So yeah, it's, it's that. It's build a relationship and then make a promise and always try to over deliver. Whether it's me sending videos to people who follow me, I try to just over deliver as much as I can. And Alan's the same way. Right. And how, how do people connect with you? Suppose somebody from India or any part of the world, they connect with you after listening to this show. Though I would put a little bit, uh, quite a bit of information on the YouTube description, but uh, you know, hearing it straight from you is different. Yeah, of course. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's Next Level University. We're on all the major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. All of our, our episodes are up there. And then you can just search Kevin Palmieri on Facebook and LinkedIn. And Instagram, my handle is at neverquitkid. That is the best place because I do most of my connecting on Instagram. And it's easier to send videos. I like to send videos to people and audios. So, yeah. Right, right. Now, almost my last question, uh, Kevin, mm -hmm. is what's the biggest thing that you have learned from recording over a thousand podcast episodes? Great question, my friend. You alluded to this when you and I were behind the scenes. You said... Well, at the end of the day, we're we're either way we're going to do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. That is probably the number one thing I have learned is I would rather try something and make a mistake than wait for it to be perfect. I have made mistakes in every single episode we've ever done, all 1035 of them. There's always something I could have done a little bit better, but I would never have the opportunity to do it better if I didn't do it first. So that's right. what I would say. The power of showing up consistently and just trying to get a little bit better. I started with one episode just like everybody else and I was not very good and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't understand the equipment and I didn't have a, a studio and this camera. Things can really happen if you put in time long enough. That's what I would say. The power of small improvements over time and the power of just starting. That's, a, that's something that I really wish I knew earlier and i've definitely learned that and that's really become part of who i am from the podcast so somebody who said that when begun is half done is much more applicable today yes <laughs> okay 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 kevin now my last question is to the you know to all the audience uh anytime that they listen to this podcast is that should people look for happiness or they should look for fulfillment what's the right answer for them i think i don't know if there is a right answer i think from my perspective and my experience fulfillment is what everybody is chasing i i truly chasing i think that we get lost because we're often sold happiness if you get a new car getting a new car is awesome and you'll be happy for a short period of time but it's not going to fulfill you it's not going to make you feel like you're on a mission, like you're on purpose, like you're in alignment, like you're contributing to the greater good, like you're growing beyond your current capabilities. I believe humans want fulfillment, but we have been convinced that it's happiness. And I think happiness is, happiness is if this goes well, I will be happy. Fulfillment is no matter what happens, I'm doing what I should be doing in alignment with who I'm trying to become. So that's what I would say. I think fulfillment is the long-term goal. Okay. So how do you dif uh, differentiate between happiness and fulfillment? Mm. People want fulfillment, 
but they call it happiness. How do they define it or understand for themselves? From my experience, in a weird way, if you really, really, really want to be fulfilled, it's going to require you to kind of, and it's going to sound weird, but it's kind of delaying happiness in the short run. So okay. what's a good example? Okay. Last week, AJ, I did 25 podcast interviews. So 25 podcast interviews in six days. Cause I don't do any coaching calls or interviews on Sunday. I wasn't very happy that I was jumping from one interview to another interview. And I would get to the end of the day and my voice would be so sore because I've been talking all day, but I had a moment where I was sitting on our porch, I was drinking a Guinness and I was looking into the woods and I was like, that might've been the most awesome week of my life. I am so fulfilled. The process of it was challenging and it was difficult. And I would have been rather laying on the beach somewhere for sure. That would have made me quote unquote happier. But at the end of it, I was very, very, very fulfilled. So. I think that fulfillment is something that after you do it, you're always glad you did. That's how I, that's how I think of fulfillment. I was so glad I did that where, you know, if you, you might be happy going out to the bar and partying all night, but when you wake up the next day, if you regret it, I don't think that's fulfillment. I think you regret bouts of happiness because it's not real sometimes. And I think fulfillment stretches you beyond your current capabilities, but you're grateful you did it. Right. So this fulfillment, you won't get into a fulfillment store of Amazon or mm -mm. any other e-commerce platform. <laughs> but for mm -mm. this, you will have to dive within. Am I right? Absolutely. Unless they create it. I mean, Amazon's out there. They can do it. So I, I, it does. <laughs> it does. It comes from within and your fulfillment is personal. Your fulfillment is personal and it's up to you to, to do it. Nobody can tell you that it doesn't fulfill you. That's, that's, it's a personal decision. It's a personal feeling. Right, right. With this, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining it. This is the first time, but we will keep talking. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye.